20, 1 Samuel chapter 20, and we're in the Old Testament tonight, and I want to read just one particular verse. I believe God's going to encourage someone, God's going to challenge some people. Uh, you know what, encourage us tonight, because uh, I want to preach about who's in your inner circle, amen, tonight. That would be uh, someone who can help you throughout your Christian journey. We need friends that can help us in our journey. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 So 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 25. Amen. If you don't know where it is, go down to the uh, book of contents, or you can Google it. Amen. Dr. Google always has some of the answers, not all of it. Amen. All the answers are in the Bible. Amen. So 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 25. 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 25. If you're there, say amen. amen. If, you're, uh, if you're waiting for someone next to you, tell them to hurry up. <laughs> amen. All right. 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 25. It says this, Now the king sat on his seat, as at other times on a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. I remember reading this particular verse, and it jumped out so much at me, because there's so much revelation in this particular verse alone. And I pray tonight that this sermon or this message would speak to your heart. And I want to preach a message entitled, Right Voices, Right Choices. Right Voices, Right Choices. And here what we see in this particular story is King Saul had his inner circle. King Saul had these particular people who he chose who could speak into his life. The Bible tells us he sat at the table in his palace. He had certain people that were there, but I find so much that's so interesting that here in our text it mentions who wasn't there. It mentions that David's place was empty. And so I want to preach a message called Right, uh, right Voices, right choices because if you don't have the right voices in your inner circle listen there's no way you'll be making the right choices in your life yeah. amen if you don't have the right voices you'll be making all sorts sorts of silly choices amen we need friends who can come up and be up in our face and say what are you doing come on let's be real we need people in our inner circle that would encourage us to tell us you can keep on going don't quit don't stop just like having a personal trainer where it says, you know what, come on, give us one more rep and you got one more rep. Say, come on, you can, I see you got five more reps in there, brother. Come on, you can do some more. We need friends who can encourage us just like that in our inner circle. And the first point, if you're making note, number one, who's in your inner circle? Who's in your inner circle tonight? The Bible tells us the king was sitting in his usual place and we're told who's there. And where, what's very interesting is who's not there. It's this inner circle that these people in this room are given unrestricted access into his thought life, into his heart. And these voices that he's got in his inner circle are helping him heavily, influencing him and his choices. And let me make this statement. I want to say this. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Who's in your inner circle? Who do you have around you that's either influencing you to do something that's godly or something that's in your inner circle causing you to sin and fall and, and go the wrong way? Who's in your inner circle tonight? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Your friends uh, are a snapshot. Your friends of your inner circle is a photograph of your future. Those in your inner circle, get this, will influence you. That will become the outcome of your destiny. 
That's why it's so important that you have brothers who can help you alongside and say, hey, bro, I haven't seen you in a while. Hey, bro, I, I noticed you missed church. Uh, uh, are you okay? You know what? They're not the police that's trying to, they, they truly genuinely care for you. That's why people, uh, man, God help us when we don't be a church where so, no one calls us. Man, God help us when we don't have people who can encourage us and even speak a word that even, you know what? I can't believe you said that. Man, we need friends that will tell us how it is. Amen. Who's in your inner circle? It's important who you hang around with. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, it says, But where there is no counsel, the people will fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The Bible gives us so much wisdom. The Bible gives us so much insight as to how do we live life. It tells us there is, uh, you know what, no counsel, the people will fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There's safety in getting with wise people. There's safety with the right friends. There's safety when you have the right voices that will influence your right choices. When you make good decisions, we make them according to the people who we hang around with. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors, again, it's telling us there is safety. The writer is saying, if you don't ever go to war, don't get into the battle without the wise voices that will speak into your life. In Bible times, they, the word counselor was actually a war veteran who would give counsel to the kings and to give them strategy. They'd hear from God and say, hey, listen, I need you to do this. What's going to happen is the guys are going to come here. That's why it's called a counselor. And the same thing where God has given us pastors and shepherds to give us insight and say, brother, I can see your future. I see what God's, you know, has a plan for you. But if you follow his path, if you begin to follow his word, I'm telling you, you know what, you can make it. There's, there's safety when, there's, when you begin to receive counsel. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 8, rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. You see, you need these people in your life. You need people in your life that will rebuke you. Yeah, come on. That's why we have boys' houses. That's why, you know what, these guys, they get together and they say, you know what, we want to grow. We want to help each other out, you know, because we know what it's like to live on our own. We know what it's like to say, oh, man, that's why we got guys to say, you know what, guys, why don't you grow with each other? Spend time with each other. Grow with each other. Because it matters who you hang around with. It matters who's influencing you in your inner circle. And I want to tell you, ladies, who's in your inner circle tonight? I mean, who's speaking into your, your life? Do you have some friends who can influence you and tell you, hey, sister, I've been praying for you. They pick up the phone and you can, you, you can hear someone pray for you and speak it to your life. Do you have anyone like that? It says in our text, you know what, Saul, he didn't have any wise people. He didn't have these godly people around him. But what, get, what gets me is this, he used to have wise people. He used to have godly people around him, but get this, pride entered his life. Pride uh, began to be puffed up within him. He began to isolate himself from wise counsel. He began to distance himself from the counselor. When he started out, get this, he started out with some amazing voices. In his life, it was the voice of God through the prophet Samuel. 
This is important that you understand it's because God used this prophet Samuel to speak into his life. And in 1 Samuel 3 verse 19, God actually helped this prophet Samuel to speak. And whenever he spoke, it gives us these words. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. So whenever Samuel the prophet spoke, none, none of his words were, you know what, went by the wayside. It was impacting his life. This was the, the, the counselor for King Saul. Samuel was speaking and he, you know what, all these words were hitting his life, challenging him, shaping this king's life, giving him wise counsel and direction. And it was, it was going straight into his life. And my prayer as a preacher is to be just like this prophet to say you know what God help me to speak and let every word not fall to deaf ears but let every word begin to shape and mold every single person and that's the same with people's lives you got to find someone who can begin to speak into your life and say brother sister I need you you got to find someone who's strong in the Lord and say hey will you be that person in my life will you be someone that comes along and even speak words that I might not even like you got to be that person to help me along encourage me because we need them you need people in your life. You need friends who can speak into your life. Don't let pride stop you. Don't allow your pride to separate you from the voice that wants to encourage you. And you see, this voice that came to Saul, you know, God had chosen this particular uh, guy to be the king of Israel. It's the first king of Israel. And yet he had this wise counsel through this important voice uh, of, uh, of this prophet. But yet he decided to remove godly counsel in his inner circle. He began to separate himself from people who were godly. And it's now been removed from his life. Listen, when you remove God's voice, you start hearing other voices. When you remove God's voice from your life, you start hearing other voices. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the Asherahs from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve Him only, and He will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. You see, as long as Samuel was there by Saul's side, that his words kept the enemy at bay. As long as Samuel was there by Saul's side, there was words that kept the enemy away. How important it is for us to have these godly voices to help you and I to keep the enemy away from us. Amen. Right voices, right choices. People who hear God, who speak the word of God are a gift. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 15, when Saul began to disobey God, he didn't do what God had told him to do. God told him, you know, you need to smite and destroy all the Amalekites. Remember this. He spoke to him clearly. Hey, listen, king, you need to go and destroy all the Amalekites. And Saul, you know what he did? He disobeyed. He didn't do that. He kept the king. He kept at distance from this prophet and said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And he kept the king of the Amalekites, right? He chose to keep all the choice sheep and have gone with this public offering and he thought you know what oh everyone would like me for doing this he thought oh yeah I'll just do this massive religious show people will love me and Saul began to be puffed up with pride but in comes the prophet in uh, in first Samuel 15 17 so Samuel said when you were little in your own eyes when you were little in your own eyes you were not head of the tribes of Israel and did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel 
You see, here it is. This prophet comes in and reminds him, man, remember when you were humble? Remember when you had nothing? Remember when you were just little in your own eyes? In other words, now all of a sudden your ego is out of control. Now your pride is out of control. You think you're better than everyone. You don't listen to the voice of God anymore. And that's where God used to use you powerfully when you walked humbly. I feel like God is speaking to our church today. Like this morning, we're talking about surrender, how we have to humble ourselves. And tonight, I feel like God is reminding us, listen, let's keep that posture of humility. That we shouldn't allow pride to come up into our lives thinking, you know what, I got this. No, you don't. You need Jesus Christ. You need someone in your life that can help encourage you, strengthen your faith. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23 The prophet came with the word from the Lord to Samuel and he said this, rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Meaning, you know what? He decided to rebel against God and the prophet says to him, you know what that's like? That's just like witchcraft. You're really opening up your ears to other voices that are actually demonic. You begin to... uh, Uh, begin to quiet begin to plug in your ears uh, uh, don't listen to God don't listen to godly counsel don't come to church and you hear good preaching don't come to church or don't even open your Bible don't you you cut yourself from God listen you start listening to the other voices you open a door to something that's supernatural and that's rebellion and that's a sin of witchcraft you begin to open up the door of witchcraft into your home you begin to open up the door of witchcraft into your family and your children In 1 Samuel 15, verse 27, the Bible says Samuel starts to walk out after he had given this word to King Saul. And the scripture says this, Saul grabs the coat of this prophet, right? As this prophet begins to walk away, the king begins to grab this guy and it tears his garment, the priest's garment off. and And the prophet says to Saul, just as you have torn the coat from me, so will your kingdom be torn from you and placed in another man's hands and from that day forward no longer was Samuel in Saul's inner circle the Bible tells us no longer was the voice of God heard no longer was their counsel no longer was their wisdom that voice that reminded you where you come from that voice that reminded you to be humble is now being removed from the inner circle of Saul's life. Listen, when you don't have God's voice in your life, you start hearing other voices. The Bible tells us when he got in a desperate situation, you can read this story for yourself. He needed a word from God and what did he do? He went to a witch. He went to someone that is not godly. He went to someone and he went to the the witch. You see, when you don't have God's voice in your life, the enemy comes in with another voice. It wasn't long after visiting this witch. The story tells us that Saul tried to commit suicide, tried to fall on his own sword, but he couldn't get through. And then he sees, he hears someone behind and says, hey, who are you? I need you to come and help push my back onto the sword. Come push me so this uh, sword can pierce through my life, pierce through my heart. And Saul was saying, who are you? Who are you? And it's so sad in this particular junction of his life, his own son is fighting the same battle on the same mountain on this particular day where his dad dies. 
And so here it is, Saul's trying to kill himself, and he can hear someone. Who are you? Will you come? Will you begin to push me onto, onto this spear that will allow it to go through my life? And what this man said, listen to what he said. It's in the Bible. He says this. When, when uh, the king said, who are you? This is what he said. I am an Amalekite. I am an Amalekite. And if you remember what I said today, here it is, this king who just didn't do what God told him to do. He was supposed to wipe out the Amalekites. He was supposed to kill this enemy. And I want to tell you tonight, listen, parents, if you don't kill the enemies of when you should have done, listen, it's going to come back and it's going to try and kill your own families, the generation and generation. Listen, we need to be the church. We need to be the moms and dads. We need to be the aunties and uncles that stand up and say, you know what, devil, no, 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 I'm going to annihilate you. You're not going to come back in my life and pop yourself up. Listen, it might be the generation of like alcoholism trying to come back up again and begin to bind our children with alcoholism. But man, we need to defeat the Amalekites in our lives. This is a curse that's been killing generation and generation. It should have been done. King Saul, you should have killed him. You should have defeated them. I want you to understand tonight, you know what? The blood of Jesus Christ has power. To defeat the curse. The blood of Jesus Christ. What was done on Calvary's hill. Amen. Is able to defeat any curse. The blood of Jesus Christ. Man I was uh, sitting down with brother Lima. And he was sharing me the story of how his son was born. He was telling me. You know what. Here his son was premature. Him and Jay. They had their baby. And the baby was about to die. And here it is. You know what. The, the baby's lying on this uh, thing. And, and, and literally it's. It's over. It's finished. And Lima says, the blood of Jesus. The doctors are there trying to get this young baby, trying to put everything on. As soon as he says, the blood of Jesus, something happens. And the doctors look back to Lima. 5%. He's, he's back. 5%. He says again, the blood of Jesus. The doctors are like, they look back at Lima. 20%. He goes and says, oh, oh the, the blood of Jesus, 50%. Woo! And the next minute, the doctors are like, keep going, keep going. The blood of 100% healing. Back again. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, we need to break the curses that's been in our lives. Maybe the sin of alcohol has rid your family. Come on, maybe the things in your life has defeated you. Listen, rise up, men of God. Come on, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's defeat the Amalekites. There's the voice that we should have killed. It's not that voice that's killing us and killing our children. What voices are you bringing into your family? It cost him his life. It cost him his family's life. It cost him everything. We need the voice of our shepherd, Jesus Christ. We need the voice of the shepherd, which is a pastor. I have a pastor myself. I submit to a pastor. God has given you me as your pastor. And my, my calling, you know, it's not a, not a career. It's a calling. God's called me to be a shepherd. And he's given me this, this uh, you know what, and I was like, God, I can't do it. But God goes, you know, I'll give you wisdom. And I want to tell you, you know, don't ever be afraid. Whatever it is that's going on in your life, God's called me to be a shepherd. And let me allow the Spirit of God to say, brother, sister, I believe what's happening here. You know what, I'll speak a word in season for your life. That would encourage you. That would, you know, sometimes might even be something that's hard. But listen, I don't want to give comfort. I want to give counsel. 
Comfort is different. Oh, yeah, you are oh, poor thing. You are. Listen, no, 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 no. I want to cut through that. I want to cut the fluffiness. You know what? Man, tell you what, this is what you need to do. Because God's given us pastors to speak into our lives. God's given us shepherds, and we need to be hearing the right voices that will allow us to make the right choices. You need people who can speak God's word to you. Because if you don't, you'll start going to other voices. You'll start hearing the opinions of other people. You'll start hearing the opinions over the word of God. And notice this. When he got rid of the voice of God, he got very close with a witch. Proverbs 13 verse 20. He, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. If you start hanging around with foolish people, your life will be destroyed. When was the last time you had God's voice that caused you to tremble at His Word? When was the last time you were broken with tears and you heard His voice speak to you? When was the last time you, you woke up in the morning and you opened up the Word of God and you had, you know what, this revelation where God was ministering to your life? When was the last time you got up and you began to read about Jesus and His miracles? When Jesus began to turn water into wine? When was the last time that stirred your faith? When was the last time that you woke up in the morning and you begin to meditate on the New Testament? When you begin to read about the Old Testament? When was the last time when you, the Word began to deal with you and it moved upon your life? We need to hear His voice. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of His mouth. We live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the Word of God. Whose voice are you listening to? It's time to fight against the enemy. It's time to push back the spirit of addictions out from your home. It's going to kill your kids. It's time for the parents to fight. Don't open the door to bitterness and unforgiveness. The voices that speaks the lies to you. Don't listen to those voices. Listen to God's voice. Romans 10 verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Keep speaking faith over your families. Keep speaking God's word over your marriage, over your life. This, you know what, I love this particular story. It's so short, but it gives us an interesting mention. It says, David's seat is empty. I mean, read it. We, we just read it this, this very night. It says this in our text. What does it say? It says, now the king sat on his seat, as at other times on a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose and... And Abner sat by Saul's side, but David's place was empty. That's interesting. David's seat is empty. David, the worshiper. David, the prophet. David, the spiritual man. David, the man after God's own heart. David, the one who would love to meditate day and night on his word, is not there. It's a picture of someone who used to be in your life. They're no longer there anymore. The voices that you once had in your life. David was a spiritual man. He wasn't a perfect man, but he was a passionate man. God said, he's a man after my own heart. God says, you know what? I need you to be spiritual. You know what, church? We become so carnal. Come on, we need people who are spiritual, who are more spiritual than you, who can encourage you to worship, who can encourage you to read his word. Come on, it's in so interesting that King Saul, get this right, he never had the Ark of the Covenant. It was gone over 40 years of his reign, somewhere taken, because he didn't treasure the presence of God. David was called in, 
David comes in, right? Get this. This is an awesome story. David gets called in, and he says, listen, this is the way we're going to do it. If, if I'm ever going to be in this sort of position, we need to bring back worship. We need to bring God's presence in. We, you listen, if, we're gonna, if I'm ever going to be in this particular position, uh, I need to know where the Ark of the Covenant is. I need to know where God's presence is. Listen, it's, in other words, it's this. I can't do this without the presence of God. I can't do this without His anointing. I can't do this or whatever God has called me to do. I need His presence. It's not enough just looking fancy and you come to church. It's not enough just having a, a nice fancy building. Listen, we need God's presence and we need people who are filled with God's presence. Come on, we need people in our inner circle that have this passionate faith that tells us what's missing in our lives. We need people who are passionately in love with God, whose life is filled with praise and worship. We need people in our lives that says, hey, listen, your life is dry. You need to get in His presence. We need people who would tell us, listen, brother, you need to come to church. Get in His presence. Listen, we need to be passionate in our praise and worship. Restore the worship. David, take your seat in this building. Come on, we need people in our inner circle that loves the word and loves to worship. These are the people that you need to have in your inner circle. Is the right voices, is the right choices. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight.